The 416th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 416 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is dedicated to Jean. Matsumoto, future double champ, at least double champ, maybe triple champ in the UFC. Thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. We've got some UFC for you this week. Noche UFC is going down this weekend uh, in Vegas, but not UFC APAC. So we actually have a, a decent fight card, or at least decent top two fights on, on the card this week. We're going to break all, down all of that for you. Uh, but of course, um, first of all, I'm sure my co-host is going to want to brag and flex a bit about his performance last night at Dana White Contender Series uh, with his picks. Um, technically, on his official picks, he lost money uh, based on the lines we had, but I know some of those lines swung more in his favor after we had uh, finished recording. So let's bring him in now, and he can gloat in going 3-2 and two. last night. It's Gumby, Vreeland, Daniel V, Danny V, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, I uh so yeah, you're right. When we were talking about the bet a hundred dollars blindly on every single money line, uh that that's never the strategy to win money. But yeah, uh Matsumoto, who we were high on, I think when we broke him down, he was negative one forty. Um, and he wound up plus one ten on fight night. Uh, and that was by far my biggest play. Once he had swung into the plus, uh you had to load up on him. Uh I also had uh Julia Palastri. Uh, by submission, that one was plus 150. So yeah, overall, just a fantastic night. And even the ones that I lost, I feel pretty good about afterwards. Uh, by the time AJ Cunningham was in the cage, he was up to a plus 260 dog. Uh, and he was, you know, the fight for your money underdog there. Uh, he, he definitely got finished in the first round and got to start the second round anyway. Um, but like he just kept coming forward and throwing bombs, which is kind of what I was hoping out of him. And, uh, our, you know, hey, can't be too upset about your heavyweight uh, underdog play poking away with a nice jab and landing some big shots uh, only to, to get flatlined. That's that these types of things happen in MMA. So uh, overall, profitable night. Good fighters again on Dana White's contender series. What are we doing here? Uh, yep. Yeah. Between between Matsumoto and Yontop, I, I also think, dude, I, I know I said this after Kevin Borges, but like we have to start talking about what's happening in Peru for MMA, right? Like it, sure. ju it just seems like, like they must be the next Georgia, right? Like Georgia 
for a little while had nobody in the UFC and all of a sudden, you know, Tapuria, Tavashvili, uh, you know, Kutataladze, you know, these guys just started appearing. Jojua, Liana Jojua was there for a minute. Um, yep. But like the, the Georgians just appeared. I think, what are we up to? Five Peruvian guys in the end, in, in the UFC right now? Um, that That's significant, man. Yeah, now we have the, the newest James Laptop after his performance last night. So things are looking up for Peruvia. Peruvia. You're not even going to chuckle at me calling him Laptop? What a sick bird, eh? <laughs> I'm more I'm more laughing at you saying he's from Peruvia. <laughs> Peruvia. Did I say, oh, yeah, he's Peruvian. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but you said he was from Peruvia. <laughs> yeah, you know, multitasking as per usual. I'm going to stop doing that so I can concentrate here. Um the resume picks, you may ask, yeah, they went 4-1 and they won money last night once again. So resume picks are up, as is Yanni, though, for, for what that's worth. Um, resume <laughs> you're, picks just, you're just like Yanni. Up. I've been saying that yeah. since day Res- one. You're just like Yanni. Just like him. My resume picks are up almost 9% return on investment. So there you go. Um, yeah. Who uh, is it? Crunch? Yeah, Crunch is one crunching the Yanni numbers for us, right? Yeah, he's always yeah, he's on it. I don't like yeah. to talk Yanni about is Yanni, up, Yanni numbers. <laughs> no, Yanni is up, but it's all like I had suspected. It's all totals. It's all like length of fights. All of his picks that he wins on are that. The other ones, very mediocre. Yeah, I mean, in, in man, it does seem like a lot of dart throws, but I guess if he's getting more right, I shouldn't knock it, right? Like you should just respect, yeah. you know, credit where credit's money's due. Money's money, I guess. Money, right? money's, money's money, credit where credit yeah. is due. So it's... uh. You know, let's talk about something else. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about UFC, uh, Noche UFC. Sorry. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Grasso versus Shevchenko 2. Yes, we are getting a UFC title fight on uh, a Fight Night card. If you want to listen, uh, friend of the show, E. Spencer Kite, his podcast, Kibor Kimura, he, he had an episode, it came out on Monday, I think, where he went through every uh, championship fight that was on free TV in the UFC r- right back to the early days. So he, he went through it and did all of that. Um, we forgot about a couple recent recent ones, and uh, there's actually quite a few since Demetrius Johnson. You're thinking was Demetrius Johnson was possibly the, the last uh, guy to defend his belt on free TV. He's he's the one that defended it the most times on free TV. I think it was five of his 11 title defenses were on uh, free TV, but we had uh, Figueredo and Benavidez, both of their fights were on, on fight nights. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yep. That, I mean, so it's so always it's always flyweights. Fly yeah, it's, it's always flyweights. It's always women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's what we got this way. A women's fight, a women's flyweight fight. So both both of the uh, titles that they like to put on the on the line on TV, women's and flyweights, they combine into one here. That's what we get. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko too. But no one is complaining about getting a free title fight on uh, on TV, no matter what weight class it's for. And this should be a good fight anyhow. So we're going to break down, not that fight. No, we're teasing. We're not doing that fight today. We're going to do all the prelim fights first. And then we will, um, tomorrow we will ram into your ears, the main card and all the fancy picks. So we're going to crack into it after I tell you about DraftKings and remind you that football is back. And it's back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? That would be DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5. That's $5.00 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
Only DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And if you want to spend some of all your money you're going to win off DraftKings and buy yourself some seats to an upcoming event, then game time is the spot to go with that hard-earned money you just had there because game time takes the stress out of buying tickets. They've got everything, every event, last-minute tickets, best prices, all that is uh, is on the game time app. So browse through the app like I have, check everything out, and you'll come to discover that game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, meaning us, us MMA degens. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same session with end row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, we did so well with Contender Series last night that our friend Scuba in the Discord went and made himself a bagel. Two bagels. Two bagels. Yes, and he's that's treat, not a code for anything. He's he treating himself, himself real bagels. Yeah, he's yep. treating himself. <laughs> yeah, bagels. I, after I said it, like bagels sounds like code for like he made like like that's the amount of money he made or some drug reference. But no, I think he actually made real. He ate real bagels, two of them. So that's how we roll. That's how us and and the Degens roll. So hopefully there'll be more bagel eating this coming. Saturday, because as I mentioned, we've got UC Fight Night, Grasso versus Shevchenko too, and the T-Mobile Arena. So they're going all out. Uh, so you know it's going to be a decent fight card because they have to sell some seats for this. Um, and as I mentioned, we got a title fight on the top. We got a fight in the uh, co-main event that could very easily uh, headline a fight night card. And then um, we got some decent cards and uh, decent decent fighters, excuse me, and prospects sprinkled throughout. We're going to get cracking with the prelims as per usual, 7 p.m. Eastern time. All that was just me filibusting until I could figure out what time it started at. So good job by me. Uh, ESPN Plus is what it's on. I'm thinking it's on TSN up here in Canada, but always actually check Aaron Bronstetter, our buddy Aaron Bronstetter on Twitter X. He works for TSN. He always mentions if it's not on TSN, if it's just on Fight pass so check with him uh anyhow prelim card as i said we're gonna start we're gonna start with a favorite of ours a favorite of the discord a favorite of the podcast she was wrongly passed over for a fight coming off the contender series win but now she's making her debut short notice in a fight that would be josephine lindgrid newtson hey that means she's not on a contender series contract so she's actually getting paid more than if she had won a contract. Do you think a they're paying fight. her more? Do you think? I think I've checked this before. Like lose losing fighters who end up getting a contract get start at twelve and twelve. So technically, someone could lose to a fighter and then end up making more than them their first fight. Because winners who get contracts start with ten grand to show ten grand uh, if they win, and then anyone coming any uh, from any other. Uh, path into the ufc get 12 and 12 to start so yeah you could get beat by a guy and then uh take a short notice fight and make more than him so i'm guessing she's at 12 and 12 that's hopefully. really dumb that's really dumb but good it for is. her i mean like anybody should yeah, make more i'm all for making more yes <laughs> yes that's what this podcast is all about making more money for you people all right so we got josephine lindgren newtson a fun name against marnik man sounds like a country singer don't you think 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it works out for you. Marnik Man is the sawed off savage. So you know that means Gumby's going to pick her, right? Oh, no, the short queens. Yeah, queens. I'm not, yeah, I'm not about the short kings. Any, I'm off the short kings and queens. Yeah. All right. Sawed off Savage, which is a good nickname. Uh, and she's fighting Little Thunder, so th- this is perfect for a, uh, a strawweight fight. So the sawed off Savage is six and one, three knockouts, one submission. So she's pretty good finishing rate for a a strawweight. Uh, she's been knocked out once. This is her short notice UFC debut. She did win her last fight. Uh, she lost the fight before that, which was on Contender Series, and she's lost to Jasmine Jasudovicius, who we will speak about in about five to ten minutes, I'll say. Um, elsewhere for man, regional champion, four inches of reach on Newtson. She got outstruck by Jasudovicius by 2.2 strikes per minute on the Contender Series fight, plus 480 the number for her. Newtson, Lil Thunder. Technically, this was supposed to, she was supposed to be the one stepped in a short notice, but her original opponent uh, fell out. That was supposed to be, who was that again? At least three. She was supposed to no, Yasmin Lucindo. No, right. Excuse me. Lucindo. Lucindo got pulled for another fight uh, coming up. Um, so then Newtson has a, another short notice person. So technically, she's the one who has more more preparation than a man. Um, that's what I'm getting to. Long-winded way. All right. Little Thunder is 6-0 with one knockout. This is her UFC debut. 1-0 in Contender Series, which was just, what? How many weeks ago was that? Two or three? So two two weeks ago. Okay. Twenty-seven and five as a professional kickboxer. And I think it's three weeks ago. But anyhow, sure, sure. counting counting this past week. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> see how see see that that's the that's the award winning chemistry that we have here. Uh Newtson, twenty seven and five as a pro kickboxer. She also is a world championship gold medal winning kickboxer. Uh, I think she won a bronze medal too one year in uh, at the World Championships. Three inches of height over a man, three years younger. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, more active landing strikes. This is all based off of each of the ladies' one contender series fight. Uh, she outstruck her opponent on the contender series by 1.17 strikes per minute, but she did not have it, capital I, capital T, with quotations around it. So she did not get a contract until now. Minus 549. Yikes. I love those. I love those numbers. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think Marnik Man has a path to victory here. Like, you, you just think about the stuff that she does well. Um, and she is so short. Like, I, I know, like, it's, she's a sawed-off savage. It's it's wrong to, like, break down just how short she is. But, like, she does look like she doesn't even belong in this weight class. And it's the smallest weight class the UFC has. Um, yeah. it, and, like, it, it's not like she makes up for it with tons of reach. You know, or anything like that. She doesn't have like unnaturally long arms, and it's cost her against everybody she couldn't get into the grappling realm. You know, it's it's cost her against everybody who she can't, you know, grind out. I mean, she fought Kelsey Arnson, um, in LFA, uh, who who is five inches taller than her. It seemed like she was a million inches taller than her, and she she's not particularly great, but she's fought high level of competition. You know, she's fought Tabitha Ricci and Talia Alan Carr, who is going to be on contender series coming up. But just like the height was so much for Marnik man. And that was her best win. She just barely edged it out. Cause she could grind a little bit. And the thing is, she's not going to grind out better than Josephine Knudsen. Cause like Knudsen is really good up against the cage as we saw on contender series. Like when you, when she puts somebody up against the cage, she can both hurt you and make it so that you never move from there. So yeah, of course, uh, I'm not loving the number. You might try to find some props or something. Maybe, maybe she finishes. She's not much of a finisher. Hasn't been lately, but like I could see her getting a finish here. 
you're going to have to find some other way to make this uh, this interesting. Yeah, she's finished one person in professionally, at least. We're not talking about her her kickboxing career. One person professionally in MMA. So that's kind of going out on a limb to say she might finish, but maybe she will. It's not like she should physically overwhelm, man. Um, Newton is little. That's why she's got a little thunder, but she still has three inches on man. I think she did five three and man's five feet, which means man's probably like really 4'11", right? Yeah, well, and also I'm just going to say this. Like, she she gets the better of the striking in pretty much every single fight she has. Newton does. Yeah. Imagine her with a reach advantage. You know, yeah. like she she doesn't we, have a reach advantage. Though. That's the thing. Oh, she she's got a, she's man like has reach. a reach advantage. Man yeah, must that's have gotta, long arms. It's got to be her shoulders. She's like kind of broad shouldered. Yeah. I I think it's yep. probably like the Brock Lesnar reach thing, where like Brock Lesnar has like yep. abnormal reach, but like not really. Yeah, yeah, it's because of his uh, massive everything. So. So we're both going Newton, right? And maybe yes, finish. We'll have to have to wait till tomorrow to see if, if Gumby likes to finish prop or not for this one. All right. We are moving to actually it's it's good. Maybe Newton can get off on a uh any uh the right foot. Solid start to the UFC. Hopefully a bright career for her. We shall move on. We're moving to a fight, another fight that was just put together last minute. Uh lightweights, Alex Reyes versus Charlie Campbell. Tell you about Reyes first. He is the executioner, and he's going up against the cannibal. Dan, who would you rather face, an executioner or a cannibal? Probably the executioner, I think. Really? But, yeah, then you don't so get you, eaten. So you'd rather, yeah. So you'd rather just get your head chopped off or whatever, and that's it, right? Yeah, as long as they don't eat it afterwards. <laughs> okay, well, now we know about Gumby. Now we know your uh, burial plans. Don't let you get eaten. That, that's it. All right. Hope your wife is listening. All right. The executioner is 13 and three, nine knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished everyone that he has beaten. He's, he himself has been knocked out twice. That means by my math, he's gone to the distance once. Oh, one UFC. He got knocked out in his last fight. Do you remember when that fight was, Dan? That was in September of 2017. Yeah. He, like he, he, he something got crazy happened to him, right? He got flying. Oh, you mean that has kept him out? I yes. mean, like 700 yeah. injuries. I think there was a weird uh, tainted supplement. Or- tainted supplement in oh, there really? too at one point in time if i'm not mistaken like it's been a ton of things um and also it's worth noting he was he, his one ufc fight was so long ago he had gotten knocked out by mike perry yep <laughs> and he also had a spinal infection oh that's go. the one yeah, yeah yeah so he must have been on your podcast around that time or i don't think i've ever interviewed what? alex reyes really he got yeah. a spinal infection without talking to you first weird so yeah he got uh fly kneed by uh mr Mike Perry, star of bare knuckle boxing, Mike Perry. All right. Um, he used to fight. That, that fight was at welterweight. He has not won a fight since August of 2017, which really is only a month longer than September 2017. Uh, was a regional champion. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He got outstruck by Perry by 3.79 strikes per minute. That will get you knocked out by Mike Perry if you have that kind of uh, deficit there in the striking. He's at plus 340. The cannibal can- Campbell, 7-2, five knockouts. He's been knocked out once this is a short notice debut so you would think the number would be against him but oh no, no it's not uh he's six and one he won his last fight via knockout he lost in the contender series that was a good fight and you lost to chris duncan Francis. chris duncan i always get him and francis marshall mixed up chris duncan yes um bum, 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 bum. two and oh in bellator used to fight down or up this uh, down down at featherweight was a pro grappler an inch of height on reyes nine years younger than him twice more active landing strikes Better grappling stats. He outstruck his uh, contender series opponent by 0.58 strikes per minute, minus 400. 
I will take the short notice debutant uh, Charlie Campbell. You don't. What are we going to get from Reyes? Not like he looked good when he did fight in the UFC six years ago. But we're, what are we going to get from him six years later? Come on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm shocked he's still in the roster. Are, you know what I mean? They like, must have owed him a contract somehow. Was that a short notice fight he took or something? Sometimes I don't he... know. It was six years ago. <laughs> Who could yeah. remember that? Um, yep. may, maybe. His dad has probably got something on Dana White because the fact that him and his Maybe, brother yeah. are still in the UFC, because they're, they're like on a combined like seven fight losing streak or some shit, and they're both like still employed. Like I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but yeah, no, he in that fight he ate a ton of punches. Uh, he ate a really brutal knee. Um, he's since been canceled fighting about hundred different people. I don't know that he can stay healthy and the guy he's fighting just happens to be, you know, first of all, a lot bigger than him. Um, you know, it's, you could say, you know, there's just this little bit of reach or just this little bit of height or, you know, whatever. But like, when you look at them physically, they look different. You know, Campbell looks like he's got big arms and he throws heavy and all that kind of stuff. And, and he's better on the ground. Um, and then on top of that, Campbell had Duncan pretty much unconscious, which, uh, in retrospect, is is kind of a pretty impressive performance before he ate that counter. I, I don't think Reyes is going to counter him. Yeah, give me give me Campbell here too. Again, I probably got to go prop searching to make this playable, but yeah, I'm going to go Campbell. It's kind of uh, I didn't mention off the top. It's kind of one of those fight cards, isn't it? With the lines we have here, you're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to get creative. I think so. I, I think it's yeah. like one of those ones where, despite the fact that the DJs and the the Discord love to be on every single fight. I think think this is a hard fight card to be on every single fight, unless you're like putting together like an all favorites parlay. And, you know, the the favorites in this one almost feel safe enough to do that with. Or you could be like Yanni and play over or under in every fight. I know you hate that. (laughs) (laughs) It's I I shouldn't. Well, it's because it's him. It's not not that it's a if it wins you money, then it's a fine betting strategy. I just think it kind of shows like he doesn't know about the fighters but anyhow we we shall move on and tell you about hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and the game lines research every nfl nba mlb and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea into hall of fame bets bets no only once hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by the leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot which picks have value stop betting in the dark and join over thirty thousand users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick them game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. I actually have been on fire with my baseball picks recently, Gumby, that I've been publishing on the site so now i've jinxed myself for tonight i went i went three for three yesterday which pays six times uh your your entry fee here's a question i don't know the answer to maybe other people have the same question what if you pick a player and he ends up not playing that night 
They usually push that. So if you have okay. a if, if you gotcha. have a, a three play, it turns into a two yeah. play. And then that's three okay. times your money instead of six. But technically the player didn't get a hit or whatever if they're sitting on the bench, right? Yeah, I uh I did luck <laughs> out with I did luck out with Dalton Varsho uh last yeah. night. I said under one total base for Dalton Varsho and or under half a total base for Dalton Varsho. And he uh he walked, grounded out to first, and then got pinch hit four in the fifth. <laughs> perfect perfect all right nfl nfl picks how, how did your cowboys do how did how did your nfl picks pickums that you gave us do so unfortunately they didn't do very well because the cowboys Dude. apparently did not have to play any offense uh they just scored all their touchdowns on defense and special teams and won by 40 um perfect. so yeah they, there was no pick'em, yeah. There, yeah there was no reason to pass <laughs> all right week two give us a winner for week two I'm sure it'll I'm be gonna, Cowboys. No, I'm going to say the under, uh, the lower than on Zach Wilson's passing yards. He's going to get hit yes. so many times by the Cowboys uh, linebackers and Micah Parsons and whatnot that uh, he's he's not going to get anything done. Beautiful, beautiful. Good timing for them to be facing that team right now, isn't it? Yeah, that was, that was very fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> it was. All right, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. Free money, people. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. We are moving to another fight in the women's side. Women's flyweight, Tracy Cordes versus the aforementioned Jasmine Jasudovicius, a Canadian, mind you. Uh, Jasudovicius, double J, is 9-2. and two. two knockouts, one submission. Never been finished herself in a fight. Three and one in the UFC, very impressively. She's won two straight fights. She won her fight on contender series, as we told you, against the sawed-off savage. She's two inches taller than Cortez, three inches of reach on her, so Cortez could be a sawed-off savage as well. Uh, Jesudovicius's strike differential, minus 0.69. There's a joke there, but I'm going to leave it. She's at plus 110 on the board. No joke there. Cortez, Jong's girlfriend, is back. She's 10-1, and one, one knockout, one submission. I think this fight might go the distance. Gumby, what do you think? Very well could. <laughs> <laughs> Cortez has been submitted one time. 4-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series. She's won 10 straight fights. She dropped her UFC, her uh, pro debut in August 2017. Has not lost since then. However, she's not fought since May of 2022. Uh, she's missed weight in the past. Something to keep an eye on. Fighters that miss weight tend to not win, surprisingly. Uh, what's the number at now? Let's take a peek, shall we? Fighters that miss weight, 38% is the hit rate if they miss weight. This year, 33%, even worse. Um, bu- 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 bum. You used to fight at 135. That would be up a weight class. Ban away. She's two one in Invicta. She's four years younger than Jesudovicius. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, more active landing strikes uh, than Jesudovicius. I'm having trouble with that name for some reason. Uh, and Cortez has outstruck her UFC and contender series points by 1.24 strikes per minute. Minus 110. So this was a pick earlier. Now it's swung slightly in Cortez's favor. And Gumby will break it down first. So first of all, I just want a quick correction here. Jesuda Vicius Uh-oh. didn't fight Mar McMahon. Um, she really? fought She fought Julia Palastri, who just won on Contender. Oh, right. Yeah, night. okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yep. Mar McMahon got knocked out by Bruda Brazil. Um, Correct. My yeah, apologies. So, so yes. slight, slight difference there. Um, but I will say I'm going to go with Jesuda Vicius here. Um, Me too. I, I, was, yeah. I was afraid of. Oh, a Canadian homer pick, but Gummy's going to tell you why apparently it's not a homer pick. 
No, I, I don't think it's a homer pick because, uh, I mean, like, look, when Zudovicius lost to Natalia Silva, I think I got off of her a little bit and was like, I, I don't know so much about her. Maybe she can't strike from distance. And since then, she's looked really good at striking from distance. Um, I, I also think the the fact that she has a physical advantage over Tracy Cortez, I think. You know, like she, I think she's stronger than Tracy Cortez in the clinch here. She's going to be better with a jab from That's distance. That's a rare thing, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not normal for Tracy Cortez to be up against somebody who can body her. But look, if if she could body Miranda Maverick, she can body Tracy Cortez too, right? Like that that kind of feels, yep. you know, not like MMA math works, but like that the transitive property here it seems to suggest that that Miranda Maverick um is, is harder to do that too than Tracy Cortez. So I think the fact that Zudovicius could just kind of like get in the clinch and body her up that way is good. I think the fact that she's got some height and some reach advantage, it's going to be good for her. And I also just think like you got to worry a little bit about the layoff of, of Tracy Cortez, right? She hasn't fought since May, 2022. Um, and she looked all right against Melissa Gatto in that fight. But you know, like now looking back at her wins, it's like Melissa Gatto, Justine Kish, Stephanie Egger, like none, none of those really, you know, Vanessa Mello, and you want to count contender series, Maria Agapova, like it's not like a really impressive group of individuals. And even the Kish fight was a split decision. So, you know, I, I really think what, what Jesuda Vicius has been doing lately to, you know, the Miranda Mavericks and the Kay Hansons and the Gabriela Fernandez's of the world, like I, I think it's more impressive. So yeah, give me, give me the dog money here. Yep. Obviously, as I uh, hinted at, I'm going for Jasudovicius as well. I'm glad Gumby's on board uh, with that pick. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get with a fighter who's been off for so long. Um, and she kind of uh, relies on a, uh, being the stronger fighter. And as Gumby said, may not be the case in this fight. Uh, Jasudovicius is bigger and probably stronger. And um, while she's still not a a um, stunning striker by any means, but, but she just she puts a pace on people and gets them on their on their uh on their heels and then she can implement her grappling so yeah let's go with double j shall we we shall all right we're moving on flyweights we're staying with flyweights we're going to the male side edgar charez versus daniel lacerda yes daniel lacerda still in the ufc mioho yeah it's mioho right is his nickname and that means ramen noodles correct he's 11 and 5 five knockouts six submissions so he's finished everyone which is very impressive for a flyweight uh, he's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he's never gone the distance. It's very rare for a flyweight. Oh, and four in the UFC, all of them via finish, obviously. Uh, has not uh, won a fight since July of 2021. Missed weight before, was a regional champion. More active landing strikes than Charez. Better grappling stats than Charez. Listen to this strike differential. He's been outstruck by 5.01 strikes per minute in the UFC. Plus 210. Why is he still here, Dan, before we, we break this down? Dude, if you have a reason out there, I'd love to hear. I mean, I guess <laughs> if I had to take a blind stab at the dark of why Daniel Lacerda is still allowed to fight in the USA, it's got to be that he's entertaining, right? He he loses yeah. every time, and you always kind of feel like he's like one banana peel slip away from losing. But like, nope. it's usually pretty fun to watch the crash. <laughs> yep, all finishes. It's true. All right, Charles is a pit bull. Do pitbulls like to eat ramen noodles? I guess. What dog wouldn't eat ramen noodles? Any dog would. Uh, Charez, 10 and 5. Four knockouts, six submissions. So he's finished everyone as well. He's been submitted twice himself. 0-1 the UFC. Before that, he had won two straight. So he's gone 2-1 and 4-2 and and over his last six. 
like I said, did lose his last fight. Owen won the contender series as well. Was a regional champion. Inchite into reach on Serta. He's got struck. Charles has been outstruck over his UFC and uh, DWCS career by 2.14 strikes per minute, minus 220. Obviously, I can't pick Lacerda. Shiraz has got to be the pick here. Yeah, in in the it's not just fading a guy who's 0-4 in the UFC. I mean, that's some of it, right? But like also, Shiraz yeah. is a pretty damn good finisher. And you know, you mentioned 0-1 in the UFC, 0-1 in contender series. For some people, that might be a red flag. It's Clayton Carpenter, you know, concrete beat him on contender series and by decision too. We couldn't even get him out there. And same with his loss in the UFC. It's to Tetsuya Tyra again by decision. Uh, and if you want to talk about his fights in between, he's actually got some pretty nice wins in there. Uh, the Yanni Vasquez fight um, sticks out to me. That was a title fight for Fury FC where he got a late arm bar. So got great finishing instincts. He goes after it early in fights, um, but like has the gas tank to last. And like, if you're a good grappler, Lacerda is going to make a mistake and let you submit him because he let Francisco Figueredo sub him. And Francisco Figueredo looked like hot dog shit in the UFC. So like, um, you know, like I, he, an opening is going to be there for sure. He's to jump on the neck. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, predicting a finish too, which is good. That's what we like to hear. All right. Going to middleweights, Roman Copula versus Josh Fremd. Another fight that was made last minute. Uh, Fremd is 11 and four, four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Two and two in the UFC. Taking this on short notice. Who's he filling in for, Gumby? Remind me again. Um, he is filling oh, in for uh Fluffy Hernandez. Yes, correct. But also, so I had to I had to ask because Fluffy Hernandez was originally supposed to fight Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis dropped off and Copyloft right. jumped in, and then Hernandez right. jumped out, and now Frem's in there. So this was this... Chris Curtis versus Anthony <laughs> Hernandez, which yep. by the way would have been a sick fight. <laughs> yep, Curtis Hernandez turned into Copyloft Frem. These things happen in MMA sometimes, and these are one of those times. Um, all right. Fremd, like I said, 11-4. I already told you all that nonsense. Short notice. Okay, he's won two straight fights before that. He, he lost two straight before that. He won two straight. This seems to be a, a pattern we're hitting a lot. 2-0, two 2-2, and all, two and two, four and 2 would be the math there. Uh, he has missed his weight, miss weight in his last fight. He's got the old miss weight uh, emblem beside his name on uh, Tapology, the Mark Scarlet Letter, Mark of Shame. Uh, he is four inches tall and Kopilov inch reach three years younger. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.62 strikes a minute. He's at plus 310. Kopilov 11 and two with 10 knockouts. He's been submitted once, one time he's been finished. Three and two in the UFC. He's won three straight fights all via TKO or KO. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgummypodcast.com slash store. Uh, used to fight at light heavyweight, better striking stats, more active landing strikes than Framed. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.51 strikes in it. He's at minus 275. Oh, is it me? This is where you talk. Yep. Yeah, okay, it's me. I'll I copy Loft. I'll take copy Loft. Um, Correct. Yeah, I like I like what Fremd has done, kind of like turning his career around, right? Like, because after that fight against Treshawn Gore, I thought maybe I'd never pick him again. And, and the wins against Cedricus Dumas and Jamie Pickett, you know, they're not high, highly ranked wins, but, you know, there's something there. It's just like, it's not the same difference as Roman Kopilov's turnaround. Because Kopilov lost to Carl Roberson, took two years off, lost to Albert Durayev. And then since then is just absolutely putting a beat down on people. His striking looks sharper. His takedown defense looks better. And the thing is with the 
the Josh Frem turnaround, like the results are changing, but like, does he look wildly better than he did before? Not really. Like he, he looks like he's better in bits and pieces, but like Kopilov looks like an entirely different fighter in the way that he's like picking people apart, knocking them out. It's a lower level of competition. This friend is still a step up from the Alessio Jachirikovs of the world, but I still think he's going to be so much slower on the feet, and I don't know that he's got the takedowns in him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Kapilov here. Correct. Kapilov is the correct pick, especially when you think of the the short notice aspect of things. And we're getting to our main event of the prelims. Women's strawweight, Lupi, Lupita Godinez versus Elise Reed. Reed, 7-3 with two knockouts. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so she's been finishing all her losses. 3-3 three three in the UFC, loss, win, loss, win over her last four fights. Uh, so she did win her last fight. Used to fight at flyweight and down at Adamweight. Was a regional champion. Won no in Bellator. An inch of height. Two inches of reach over Godinez. She's been outstruck by 0.19 strikes a minute in the UFC. So pretty much washed there. And she's at plus 350. Lupi Godinez. 10-3. and three, One knockout. One submission. Never been finishing a fight. 5-3 and three in the UFC. Uh, she's won two straight. And then uh, she's won four of her last five. Used to fight at flyweight. Was the LFA champion as well as a regional champion. More active landing strikes and better grappling stats than Reed. She still struck her UFC opponents by 0.39 strikes a minute. Minus 440. Even though she's betrayed my country, give me Godinez here. Obviously mm-hmm. uh, the better fighter, better fighter than Reed. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is if you look at all of Reed's stats, you know, you, you hit up. They don't call it fight metric anymore. What do they call it? I'm still going to call uh, it UFC stats. Yeah, it's still fight metric to me. Um, yes. But if, if you look at her her fights there, she's given up a lot of takedowns in her losses. Um, and actually, quite a few in her wins, too. Like, she got taken down three times by Jinyu Fry. Um, she got taken down four times by Sam Page, uh, Sam Hughes. Loma Luke Boonmay took her down and submitted her. Sajara Eubanks took her down and TKO'd her. Like... Look, I, I I think Elise Reed has some promise there in the way that she boxes, but like she's just not gonna stay off of her back against Loopy. Loopy is going to put her on her back, make her work there, and uh, you know Reed being finished in three straight fights, you might be able to find a halfway decent line on Loopy to get a finish here. What do you think she would do? Ground and pound submission? What do you think? I mean, she's just gonna be on top of her for fifteen minutes, so like. Yep. Maybe you just go inside the distance, but like right. Loopy has not had a finish in a while. I, I don't know if that'll skew the numbers enough to make it really worth your while. Or if the fact that Reed gets finished all the time, let me, let me take a quick peek here. Um, you do that. Yeah. Loopy wins. Um, do they not have inside the distance here? That would be annoying. And I, this is, you know, just great radio. Um, it is. Godinez wins by submission is 375 and her by TKO is 450. So you're going to get her inside the distance at at least plus 200. So maybe her inside the distance is the move. All right. There you go. We didn't disagree on anything, did we? We were supposed to disagree on at least one fight. We didn't do it this week. Yeah, it goes best Uh-oh. when we disagree a little bit. Oh, dear. <laughs> this this could be a disastrous. We'll see. All right, here, here are the recap of what we're doing. We're, we're still hitting 62% on our consensus picks, so it's still a good thing that we're, we are agreeing. We got Gadinez. We got Kapilov. We got Charez. We've got Jasuda Vicious. We've got Campbell. We've got Knutson, right? Right. Which fight are you most excited for of, of those I just listed? 
I am excited for Tracy Cortez versus Jesuda Vicius. I'm interested to see okay. what that winds up looking like because uh, yep. I, I think it's going to set one of them on the path to being an actual title challenger. Like one of them is going to be like rung up the, you know, they're going to get the uh, Andrea Lee treatment. You know, they get Andrea Lee next or, you know, one of those fighters in that middling range, you know, maybe Jojo Calderwood or something like that. Like somebody wins this fight. They're getting that step up. Yep. It should be a good one. All right. You've got all you need to make some money on the prelims. We'll be back at your host tomorrow with the main card and all our fancy props, parlays and walks and all that fun stuff. In the meantime, and in between time and at all times, you can find us and a bunch of other friends in the discord sports slash discord. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter X, we are at SGPN MMA. That would be Gumby getting back to you. If you reach out there, he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. I got a sub stack, get in there, subscribe, uh for free you can enter my pick'em contest every week and you get um my writings and podcasting into your inbox as well um gumby top turtle on my podcast just came into my feed earlier today i've not listened yet so i'm going in here blind with my picks not knowing uh what you picked and yet we're still linking up tell the people who's on the show this week uh we're talking to josh friend who we talked about a moment ago and we're talking to cody brundage a pair of middleweights from factory x who fight in back-to-back weeks perfecto it's always a good listen make sure you get that in your ear holes and all good things in the sports gambling sphere can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our patreon don't forget our about our patreon help us crush corporate gambling at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon as i said we'll, we'll be back tomorrow main card it will be me, the executioner, Jeff Fox, and my co-host, of course, the sawed-off savage. Gumby Vreeland will be here, too. Adios. Adios.